Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Monday, April 4th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on-demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Words used over the weekend to describe the horrors discovered in several Ukrainian towns north of Kyiv, summary executions, mass graves, and, from President Zelensky, genocide. Officials and journalists found the streets of Bucha, a Kyiv suburb, scattered with bodies in civilian clothes after Russian forces pulled out. Some of the dead had their hands tied and were shot execution style. Leaders around the world are calling the discoveries war crimes, and the UN Secretary General has called for a probe. Moscow doubled down on its alternate version of reality, claiming its forces did not harm a single civilian in Bucha. The Kremlin says the images of dead people in the streets are, quote, another production of the Kyiv regime for the Western media, even though many of those images have been captured by independent journalists. For good measure, Russia's chief investigator has announced an investigation into what he calls Ukraine's provocation. The hacking group Anonymous says it's behind the release of the names, addresses, and dates of birth of more than 120,000 Russian soldiers allegedly fighting in Ukraine. The information was released last month. On Twitter Sunday, Anonymous claimed responsibility for the leak, adding, quote, It's going to take a very long time to accept Russia back into the human race after all the crimes it's committed via Putin. Turns out Elon Musk doesn't just use Twitter as a platform to spew his controversial thoughts. He also owns a big stake in the social media company. According to an SEC filing released this morning, Musk owns a 9% passive stake in Twitter, which is worth nearly $3 billion. Twitter shares have surged more than 25% on the news in pre-market trading. Howard Schultz is back. It's the first day of his third tour as Starbucks CEO, and he already has big plans for the company. His first step is to pause Starbucks' stock buyback, which he says will free up cash that the company can then invest directly into employees. But he also plans to stop more locations from unionizing. Schultz is stepping in as the top executive until the company can find a permanent replacement for outgoing CEO Kevin Johnson in the fall. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. We'd also love to hear from you. Email us at therefreshatinsider.com. Coming up, would you buy a house with a friend? Well, we talked to a single mom who did. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Jury selection starts today in the sentencing trial of the Parkland High School shooter. Nicholas Cruz is now 23 and he's already pleaded guilty to killing 17 of his classmates and staff and wounding 17 others when he opened fire at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida four years ago. The jury will have two options, sentence Cruz to life in prison or give him the death penalty. In an ironic twist, Trump's new app, Truth Social, has flagged content by one of Trump's longtime allies, Roger Stone. According to the Daily Beast, Stone complained about Truth Social slapping one of his posts with a content warning label after talking about the threat of, quote, radical Islam. 
Truth Social claims it's a free speech app for conservatives who feel censored on other networks. But there have been a lot of reports of censorship there. We know about these cases because banned or silenced Truth Social users often return to Twitter to talk about it. The Grammy Awards were Sunday night, and you know what? This was the best Grammys I've ever seen. Trevor Noah was an excellent host, the performances were a ton of fun, the In Memoriam was beautifully done, and they had this wonderful tribute to Ukraine. In a word, it was stellar. 19-year-old Olivia Rodrigo won three awards, including Best New Artist and Best Pop Album. Silk Sonic, aka Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock, won Song of the Year and Record of the Year. And John Batiste, the lead for Stephen Colbert's band on The Late Show, picked up five awards, including Album of the Year. One of the many highlights from Sunday night's Grammys was a cameo from President Vladimir Zelensky. In a pre-recorded speech, he described the human toll of the war and how musicians in Ukraine are wearing body armor instead of tuxedos as they play to the wounded in hospitals. On our land, we are fighting Russia, which brings horrible silence with its bombs, the dead silence. Feel the silence with your music. Feel it today to tell our story. Talk about taking one for the team. A 60-year-old man in Germany has reportedly received 90, that is 9-0, COVID shots in order to sell vaccine cards to anti-vaxxers. According to German news agency DPA, the man was caught after showing up at the same vaccine site two days in a row, but no word on what effect 90 shots of different COVID vaccines has had on him. As housing prices continue to rise, people are getting creative. A couple of years ago, Holly Harper was a newly divorced single mom, and she couldn't afford a place in D.C. on her own, so she did something more people are doing. She teamed up with another single mother to buy a home together. She says it's paradise. Holly's here to chat with us. Hey, Holly. Hey. So why did you decide to co-own a house with a friend? Well, I lived in Capitol Hill in D.C., and the housing market is just on fire. And Mm. so when I went from selling my single family home and I started looking at the real estate, I noticed that the only thing I could afford with my $400,000 budget was either a condo with a crazy HOA fee and no outdoor space, or I was going to have to live in like a subterranean, you know, row house split into a duplex. Mm. And so I thought, well, If I'm going to have to live in a duplex anyway, I might as well live with someone who I actually love and we can share that investment. And coincidentally, a good friend of mine was going through a similar situation Mm. and we just thought, yeah, let's try it. You said that you wanted to live in a familial community, that you wanted this sort of commune dream. But can you tell us a little bit about the house itself? We ended up finding this house. It was an old boarding house. And it has a basement unit that's two-bedroom walkout. And then my unit is the ground level. It's two-bedroom. And then the mirror image of that upstairs is configured as a three-bedroom. And then we have a studio in the attic. So technically, we only share the porches, the backyard, and the utility space. You said that it feels like you're living in a sitcom. You compare it to the Gilmore Girls or Three's Company. But I, (laughs) I imagine it's not all great, right? I mean, so what is hard about this living situation? You know, None of it has been really hard. We had to learn each other's kids. So each kid is so different and the parents know best about how to parent the kids. So mm-hmm. you really had to you know, tiptoe a little bit at first. Like, how do I tell this kid no the way that he will hear me, but he doesn't you know, think I'm his mom? 
um, or that I'm not the mean lady downstairs. Like navigating that was a little bit challenging at first, but now we really know each other well and we know how to communicate in a way that the kids can respond. But did you sit down with the other moms at one point and just kind of set the ground rules? What we did before we did the rules is just shared our stories and our journeys and our theories on life and parenting and our you know heartbreak and built that trust and empathy to the point where you know we can do hard things together. So you wrote that you saved $30,000 last year because of this co-ownership. So you've been doing this for a little while now. What other sorts of financial perks have you noticed? Oh man, like in a normal situation, every one of us would have to buy an air fryer and every one of us would have to buy, um, you know, the big pot to can things. And, you know, our kids all want the Nintendos and we'd have three, but in this environment, like we have one of everything. Mm. And so it's just amazing. My household expenses on stuff have just plummeted. So how can people who are struggling with the current housing market replicate your success and what you have done? Uh, the first thing they need to do is find a realtor and find a mortgage broker that understands um, co- its co-tenancy. It's as simple as that. And then we created a sub-agreement that says what happens when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. And you can just do that with a real estate lawyer. All right. Thank you so much, Holly. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You can learn more about her co-ownership over on Insider. We'll be updating the news until 1 p.m. Eastern, so check back for the latest headlines. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Bye.